Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, good welcome. You're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study, and we're so glad you could join us. But before we get into a word, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we just thank you for today, Lord. We just thank you for all the great things that you're doing in our lives, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for the uniqueness that you give each and every one of us, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for your Holy Spirit and that he is with us at all times and that he dwells inside of us, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for all the gifts that you give us, Lord, without strings attached. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are excited to have you with us. I'd like to thank the listeners for joining us. And especially want to give a, a thank you to all the partners, uh, those that are listening that have chosen a partner with this ministry and building the Lord's house and ensuring the gospel is preached everywhere. just want to thank you for being a blessing to, to us and to many others by all the things that you do keeping us and everyone lifted up in prayer by sowing into this ministry, by liking and sharing the episodes so others have the opportunity to grow in their relationship with the Lord, and subscribing on this and any number of the platforms where you can find a day of prayer located on. So that way, this ministry can be picked up by even more platforms, and the gospel can, can absolutely go forth and fulfill what the Lord has given this ministry to accomplish. So thank you for your, I'll say, heart towards the Lord and your dedication to fulfilling all he has desired for you and and us in doing the work together. Amen? Amen. Yes. All right, so this morning we are in Acts chapter 10, and we are going to move forward and could I get a volunteer to read from verse 24 through 48, please? I will. All right, promise. And the following day, they entered Caesarea. Now Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter lifted him up and sang, Stand up, I myself am also a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many who had come together. Then he said to them, Do you know how unlawful it is for a Jewish man to keep company with or go to one to go to one of another nation? But God has shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Therefore I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. I asked then, For what reason have you sent for me? So Cornelius said, Four days ago, I was passing until this hour. At the ninth hour, I prayed in my house, and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard, and your alms have, are remembered in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa, and call Simon, and call Simon here, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging in the house of Simon, a tanner, by the sea. When he comes, he will speak to you. So I sent to you immediately." And you have done well to come. Now, therefore, 
We are all present before God to hear all the things commanded you by God. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth I perceive that God shows no partiality, but in every nation whoever fears him and works righteousness accepted by him. The word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That word you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and, be and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they, whom they killed hanging on a, by hanging on a tree. Him God raised up on the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but to the witnesses chosen before by God, even to us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded <coughs> us to preach to the people and to testify that it is he who ordained by God to be a to be judge of the living and the dead. To him all the prophets witnessed that, through his name, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word, and those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also, for they heard them speaking with tongues and magnifying God. Then Peter answered, Can can anyone forbid water, that these should not be baptized who receive the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then they asked him to stay a few days. Amen. All right, so at this time we're going to open up the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So... Who would like to begin? I will. All right, I promise. Okay, so part Laura's talking to me about when Cornelius was recounting a story of when the angel appeared to him. Now the Lord showing that the angel didn't say your all the alms that you gave have been remembered, and he just left that stand. The Lord showing that it wasn't the money that he gave was what, which what made the Lord come. It was because he was sowing and doing with the good heart and praying. And so, Lord, show me that. Um, he reminded me of how some people say that you have to give up a certain amount of money to get into heaven, and that's how you get or be forgiven of your sins. And so, the Lord showed me that with that, that was false thinking. How with this part, it was he was saying that it wasn't all about the money that it brought. The angel of the Lord, because Cornelius was praying about it. Mm. Well, and and the Lord puts that first, right? Yes. Or in this case, it was the angel that came to Cornelius as he's recounting his story. He's in, but in both at the beginning of chapter ten and during this section of scripture that we just read, it says first your prayer or prayers, and then your alms. Right? Yes. Prayers first. That and prayers are what? Speaking to the Lord. Okay. It's, how, it's a conversation with the Lord. It's how we communicate with the Lord. So 
it's hard to, it's difficult to communicate with someone unless they're there and or there is a relationship, right? Yes. But it says prayers, plural. So this is ongoing conversations with the Lord. Continuous. Close and continuing conversations, right? Yes. So it matters. It wasn't just once a, once in a great while or only when he needed something or wanted something. But it goes back to that relationship, which is what the Lord desires to have with each and every one of us. A personal, deep, and intimate relationship. Cornelius clearly had it. Now, how do we know? What did we talk about in, in the last episode? That he was familiar with the Lord. And his faith, right? Yes. Yes. Faith is another word for what? Trust. For trust. It is difficult to trust someone if you don't know them. But when you know them, right? When you truly know yes. them, it is easier to trust them. Right? So with our Lord, yes. if we truly know him, then we should be able to trust him. When we trust him, it also makes it easier to be obedient because that's the other aspect that we see here with Cornelius, his obedience. He was, he was instructed by this angel to go send his servants to go get him, to go get Peter, right? Yes. Well, he immediately does it. He tells them everything so that they can relay it to Peter, which they did in verse 22, right? Yes. Of chapter 10. His servants relayed that to them. And then now Peter is having the message given to him again, direct from the mouth of Cornelius. And then, on top of that, what happens? What was the outcome? And Cornelius was just so thrilled that Peter came? No, he expected to receive something. What did he and his family receive? The whole baptism of the Holy Spirit. And salvation at that point. Amen. Salvation and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the same as Peter did, right? It's interesting because the Holy Spirit can move how he wants. Notice how he moves here. It wasn't through, wasn't through prayer. It wasn't through the laying on the hands. It was through recounting. The, I'll say... Um, the ministry and the work of Jesus because of the belief, right? Yes. Peter's saying, hey, we're witnesses of the, I'm a witness of these things. These things happened. They happened for you. Even for the Gentiles is what he is saying. I'm paraphrasing, of course, right? Yes. However, they clearly believed. And then there was an outpouring of the Holy Spirit just as what Peter experienced in the upper room. Yes. Yes. So, um, let's look at some things because this, the entire book of Acts thus far, we've been discussing the Holy Spirit and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit is moving and empowering those who would believe and those who would receive him, right? And by yes. receive, I mean be baptized in the Holy Spirit to fulfill, to accomplish the work 
and the destiny track that the Lord has for each and every person, right? Yes. yes. So while Scripture doesn't say this, there is no doubt in my mind that Corn- that, that is one of the things, if not the thing, that Cornelius, in addition to his family being saved, right, receiving salvation, that he wanted to receive, right? What, what Paul, or Saul, later to become Paul, writes about is earnestly desiring the greater gifts. He's seeing all these people, just like Jesus, move in power and authority, and right? Yes. Well, doesn't everybody want that? And if we don't, why don't we? Not to just have the power ourselves, because it's the whole, it's the moving of the Holy Spirit. You don't have any power of yourself, right? Paul writes about that. Yes. <laughs> the power and authority that he had and was moving in came directly from the Holy Spirit. Yes. But we need that, right? The Lord said, without me, you can do nothing. And he said, he must go away so that he can send the spirit of promise. Right? Yes. yes. The Spirit, His Holy Spirit, that was promised all the way back in the Old Testament, now freely given to all who will believe and receive. So we see that here. We see the fulfillment, oh, I'll say a fulfillment of that. Because it's still happening today. It still applies to us today. Yes. Yes. But let, it also goes to something we've been discussing in the past few episodes. Let's not limit the Lord in his moving. Let's allow him to have his way in every place. Yep, we can pray for people, we can lay hands on people, and they can receive the Holy Spirit. But also, if the Holy Spirit just wants to pour himself out on the people, as he did here, right? He just fell on the people, it says. Yes. Then let's allow him to do that. Let's not try to limit the Lord and say, well, Lord, you can only move in this way and in this place at this time and in the manner that which we say and don't get too too wild or we'll have to restrain yes. you. <laughs> like, Who can restrain the Lord? Why would we fight against the Lord? Just look at, look at everything that happened. They received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They were, they were just as the Jews did. Right? Yes. They spoke with other tongues. And then, what do we see every time? They were exalting the Lord. Exalting God. Giving Him praise. That He is worthy to receive. That He is due, or that is due His name. Yeah, you you were hitting on something I was um, taking in as well, too. And I just... um, I think I want to emphasize it a little bit. Absolutely, <clears throat> brother. There's a clear mirror image from Acts 2, verse 1, and Acts 10, verse 24. They were together. Amen. They, were to get, they come together. Amen. They were together and waiting. Mm-hmm. Right? With expectation. Yes. Yes. Well, the, 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 the uh, apostles, disciples were waiting because they were told by Christ to wait. Mm-hmm. Right? So... Um, those in 1024 were waiting because they were called. They, they, were, they were truly called, and he clearly gathered them together. And what's really interesting is we, um, it says it was his relatives. Let's say all his relatives. 
So I started looking. Because I, I typically hear all his relatives. It doesn't say this. It's his relatives. Mm-hmm. So we don't know that it was all his relatives. But and his close friends. And the word for close friends used mm-hmm. here is um, a little tough for me to pronounce. It's uh, anankayos. Anankayos. And it is, the definition of the word is necessary, essential, intimate, right, and proper. Um, it comes from uh, uh, anakay, from necessary by implication. Uh, it's used as near, necessary, um, necessity, and needful. These are really true, deep, intimate friends. So mm-hmm. it, I think it's proper to infer that this was a group that regularly gathered absolutely, and was doing something similar to what the apostles were doing, where they were praising and waiting for the Lord to move because of the relationship they already had with him. Amen. Which, of course, would be confirmed because the Holy Spirit came upon them with almost nothing happening, you know, just... Just discussing the Lord. Yeah, so, we, yeah, it was clearly there to show that there is no difference between Jew and Greek. Amen. That the Lord will move the same way in both. Amen. Right? If those who, um, who are the called are assembled together for the purpose of praising God and learning more about him, which is what we continue to say through this podcast, the necessity of that, the necessity of those mm-hmm. close, true friends, that you need to be part of a fellowship of believers for that close, deep, intimate personal relationship with each other as you seek that close, deep, intimate, personal relationship with Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit that we may exalt and praise and glorify God. Amen. And going back to another thing that we've been discussing a lot along the lines of of friendship, but that that deep, personal, intimate relationship with the Lord. Um, The Lord said, "What you're my friends if you do what I command you. So even in that it's, it's literally the same word. It's, it's necessary to have that. So then also with our, our friends, those we consider friends, are they helping us and directing us to the Lord and to grow and mature in our relationship with Him? Or are they pulling us away in, in the opposite direction, but in opposition to the Lord? And that's something that, well, uh, I'll say, allow the Holy Spirit to to lead you in. Are they truly friends? Are they acquaintances? But like anything else, bring it before the Lord. Let it pass by before Him. Whatever He calls it, that's what it is. Yes. Allow Him to lead in the situation, which is also part of why the Holy Spirit is sent, right? Paul writes later in scripture those that are led by the spirit these are the sons of god do we give the lord his rightful place to have say in every area and aspect of our lives it matters it matters to him first but it absolutely matters to us and for our lives yes there is it also shows the the standard with the lord there's one standard doesn't matter if you're Jew or Greek or Jew or Gentile, however way you want to to phrase that, um, it means the same thing, right? Greek and or Gentile. We're talking about the nations, right? Yes. So, will we come into all that the Lord has for us? 
And it begins with that relationship and the desire to grow in him, seeking first the kingdom and his righteousness. And then all these things will be added, not seeking the things. And then hopefully there's a relationship as a result of that, right with the Lord. But yes. seek first the kingdom. Seek first the Lord and his righteousness above everything else. Allow him to add and bless you in accordance with the plan, the destiny track he has for your life. Amen? Amen. All right. Let's pause there for today. And uh, with that, can I get a, a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. Lord, we just thank you for the relationship that we can have with you, Lord, and that we don't have to come through someone else to access you, Lord, and that you are loving towards us, Lord. Lord, we also just thank you for your son, Jesus, and that you sent him to this earth so that way he could die and be a covering for us, Lord, so we can make it to heaven, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for the goodness that you show to us daily, Lord, in ways that we do not consider important or they're so minuscule we don't even think about them, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through A Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select Partner. Complete the form, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.